What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. In this episode, you're going to find Brian, Irvin, and Trey chatting about the best arcade game or the ones that we liked the most. We talk about a few different ones throughout our lives, including our childhoods. We also have a few new different segments, the Nerd Nostalgia, some birthday shout-outs, You've Got Questions, We've Got Answers segment, and then also a very new one here at the end where Brian defends the indefensible. As always, please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us. Help us grow this audience. All right, you know the drill. Before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. But you can also force choke Sebulba when you're racing. Fuck that guy. And that would be Chef Kiss. What a dick. Sebulba was such a dick. Fuck that guy. Nah, dude, he was just like, he was in the zone. Like, he was a competitor, and he didn't want some punk kid who had magical Jesus powers <laughs> to come out and... All right. Welcome back to Nerd Nostalgia, my friends. Got the same cast of characters as usual. Irvin, Brian. Hey, guys. Hey, forced me to do the intro on this one so i'm doing it yeah we should really write copy in advance but we don't or also, just are you recording, recording? don't pull a nerve and just it die. is it, i see a red dot that says recording yeah oh, i'm fair enough i'm better than that i'm better than that i was i was staring at his beautiful hair yeah got distracted it's reasonable it's good use of time <laughs> better than that i don't lose four hours of content That's let's be mind. honest that first four hours was <laughs> hot garbage Oh, I guarantee it was just belligerent nonsense. Today's today's episode is brought to you by Yellow Rose Bourbon, distilled in Houston, Texas. Delicious. Nice. Anyway. What are you drinking over there, Brian? Oh, I'm drinking a, uh, it's actually a new cocktail I found out about. It's, it's called an ice and water. It's just ice and water. Nice, nice. Yeah. I am, uh, I'm drinking that minus the ice so just there's it, water just water yeah okay. how very european of you <laughs> still water no ice please he has traveled abroad it's cold though it's a it's in the refrigerator so you know there you go well i guess let's start with our nerd nostalgia nostalgia what, what is the what is this part that's, called? yeah yeah that's what he had said i guess we can call it that if um that's the, that'll be the place filler until we come up with something better which yeah. we won't <laughs> which which we won't forever ewok scales uh lando blah Rizian, and now nostalgia that's where New we're at ladies nostalgia. and gentlemen welcome so yeah this is uh the segment in which we go over what we are watching reading have just watched want to watch reading want to read or whatever just so Irvin, go ahead and start us off what are you what are you doing currently what are you what are you keeping up with right now what am i keeping up with so i literally right before this just finished so last time y'all remember i discussed jupiter's legacy and if you haven't heard that episode make sure that uh you skip to the spoiler free part i do throw that in there because of the boys we went in post and did it and i say that because i was just editing the episode but i digress so i finished jupiter's legacy it's eight episodes. It's roughly 40 minutes per episode. And um, a little disappointed. How <laughs> come? It's, it's basically a CW, The Flash, 
Arrowverse version of that, I would put money and I didn't look at the producers and I haven't looked at the writers or anything like that as far as the show is concerned, but I would put money on somebody somewhere along those lines is attached to this show mm. because the, the way you view it, the way it kind of like leads is very, very similar. Now, is it rated R? Are people getting, you know, beat up and, you know, curse words are being dropped? Absolutely. So it's, it's a little bit better than, than some of those shows. And it's a little bit worse in some regards, right? It's better in the sense that it, you know, it, it has that violence, that gore, that, that kind of cool factor to it. And the story- I don't feel like watching The Flash, though. I was like, you know what would make this show better? The F word. Yeah, but like, you know, every once in a while, like one is like just kind of garnered. You got to, you got to, yeah, it's you well. got to, you got to pay the fine to get your point across. You know, yeah. you just drop an F bomb on network television just to get your point across. Exactly. You can't be like a, like a Bostonian just fucking say fucking motherfucker every other fucking word, you know? So it, uh, it, it did, uh, did let me down a little bit. Uh, the story is, it's interesting. Uh, it it paced like the comic, a little bit different, but overall, it's a six point five seven. It's enjoyable, like you can watch it, but it's nothing. Wait, are we to, talking on the drag. Ewok scale? Ooh, no, six point five out of nine. God yeah, that's, damn. Yeah, yeah. No, I was talking just out of ten, and so uh, well, do the Ewok, Ewok scale conversion. It's probably like a five point one. I think is. The, the the Ewok scale so five point one out of nine. That sounds pretty good though. That's a lot of Ewoks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, he's not saying it's awful. You know, it's yeah. not like no Ewoks. It's like right in the middle. So I mean, when you're in between, when you're in between other stuff, give it a give it a watch because I did realize perfect, perfect. Um, that I'm pretty caught up on a lot of things and which usually and and this is from a watching standpoint like things to watch right and i've realized that yeah like i'm like okay well what do i want to sit down and watch so maybe it's time to kind of switch things that i'm doing i need to start reading more versus watching more so now since i'm caught up like watching i need to flip over to reading yeah so brian what are you watching reading playing let's see what am i reading watching playing not much of anything. I'm trying to think. I watched a couple of episodes of uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Eh, eh. Give it a chance. Really? Yeah. Give it, give it, give it a go. You got to give, give that one a chance. I don't blame you because it doesn't it doesn't hook you and draw you in like WandaVision does. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but which, one, remember, WandaVision took a while to get going because the first three episodes were just sitcom and they peppered in the fact that there's something seriously wrong. Yeah. But I mean, but it still drew you like. So again, with WandaVision, I was totally like, okay, what the fuck is, where is this going? Like, what is it going to do? So like, I I can't not watch because I have to see where this is going to go. Where Falcon and the Winter Soldier, give it. it, Thank you, ma'am. Like we got action right off the rip. Well, you get action, but but action isn't everything. Like you want the story to develop. You want to get to know like, okay, what's going on in the wider world? And it does. It does get you there. And so Mm -hmm. give that one a chance. Don't give up on it. You you'll be disappointed if you don't. However, you well, I guess I guess you need to finish it, and okay. then we'll, we'll have a discussion episode of of to like go over it. Yeah. Um. Because I did learn some things actually from my from Austin, my brother. He was going through and 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 actually this doesn't it doesn't give anything away. Keep in mind that when they wrote it in the original and and again how how true this is I don't know but it makes a whole lot of sense is that when they wrote it, there was a huge arc 
about a virus. And so like the flag smashers and stuff, they weren't still in supplies. They were still in vaccines. Oh. And things make so much more sense when there was a virus that was introduced by the GRC and they had the only vaccine to it as to why or how quickly and militarized and like aggressive the flag smashers got and like, and makes the GRC out to be like bad guys. But all of that was scrapped because of COVID-19. So like this stuff, are was you written, saying that COVID was predicted by Disney and Disney actually owns COVID like everything else? Pretty much. Yeah. That's what I'm house. Okay. Mouse. <laughs> so mouse. <laughs> But no, I like so. Frankly, that's that's one of the least insane conspiracy theories behind COVID. So I mean, uh, shit. Yeah. did you guys not watch Utopia, the show, on uh, Amazon? No. It no. literally was COVID and what was going on. Like it got pulled after one season. It's essentially like there was this uh, Holy Grail comic book that this guy was, you know, Nostradamus type of guy. He wrote this thing, had a big following, but it was like underground type stuff. And then he wrote a second one that no one knew about. And then they like found out and it's like worth a bunch of money. And so they needed the pages to like predict what was going on. And there's a billionaire Jeff Bezos type that has the vaccine. Well, it turns out his evil plan was basically make people sterile and fucking not be able to re- reproduce. And so really interesting. And it was, it was decent. It was a decent show, but he got fucking pulled quick whenever, whenever quarantine and COVID happened. Yeah. And that's what, you know that I think you know you have to think that the the story for Falcon and Winter Soldier was written what three years ago maybe let's just say mm-hmm. that you know they started kind of throwing around the idea of what the show would be. Actually, what I heard was that the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe from Iron Man one was all supposed to culminate in this series. Like everything Absolutely. else was in service of this spinoff series, guaranteed. <laughs> shaking my head (laughs) but yeah so they need to narrate that yeah give it a go well i'll I'll try i'll try and go back to the well but an interesting uh conspiracy theory throw in there shout out to austin for being a shout out to austin give it a go man it it really does his birthday week too it touches on a lot of things happy birthday to all of you handsome gentlemen by the way Mm. um it's on all different days. So happy birthday, Trey. Happy birthday, Brian. Happy birthday, Austin. Yeah, Thanks we can start doing so birthday sweet. shout outs to people. Oh, yeah. As, like a that part of our, as a part of our, you have questions, we have answers and birthday wishes. On that topic. Hey, hey like stay on focus. Idea. Trey, no, what's, no, your, are... what's your nostalgia thing? Oh, I'm sorry. I totally thought Trey had already gone. Apologies. So I watched um, New Mutants. Okay. Um, Is that the one with uh, uh, Arya Stark? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then it's also got um, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. So yes. it, it's got something Joy. Yeah. Anna, Anna Taylor. Taylor Joy. Yeah. And Sexy McSexy. Yes. Correct. Uh, oh, the guy from uh, uh, Will Byers' brother from Stranger Things. Stranger yeah. Things. Is yeah. that who's I like that we don't is? know the actors' names. We just know the roles they played. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know his name. I know Anna Taylor Joy and I know what is there? Maisie Williams. Um, he looks like someone who dressed up like um, late stage Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Great. He so did, he's good in it. He's good in it. Um, yeah, yeah. It was okay. It wasn't what I was expecting. Cool introduction of some characters that like, again, most of them are lost on me. I mean, definite like 
you know, in typical Marvel format and actually X-Men for that matter format is that they're like in some way related to one of the mainstream characters. And Mm. so like I started doing some research and to figure out who the hell they were and where they kind of came up and all this stuff. And, and again, they're all pretty lesser characters. Um, the Anna Taylor Joy's character and her name. She's the one. biggest one. Magic. Yeah. Um, it's magic. Magic is mm-hmm. Colossus's sister. Mm-hmm. And that is not mentioned in the movie by any means. And I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Give it, give it a go. I mean, it's okay. It's on, it's on HBO max right now for free. So, or if you subscribe to HBO max, so yeah. give it a, give it a watch. It was, it was interesting. Like that's pretty much it. And kind of floating in that not good, not bad kind of territory. It, Would you recommend it? Not really. I think for, for an avid in, cer- in certain, fan, no, in certain circumstances. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be better than things that oh, are it's, on. It, it's, it's not the worst X-Men movie ever made. Hashtag Dark da- Phoenix. Hash, hashtag or a Age lot of, of X-Men movies. Right. That was another yeah. or apocalypse. I, don't, I forgot what the fuck they called it. But, yeah. Age of Apocalypse, I think is what it is. Let yeah. me ask you this. Would you rather have that 90 minutes back to like hold your son and smell his hair or no, all the kids were asleep. So I was, I was on my own. That's good. Okay. So it, it was going to be wasted time regardless. Right. Right. That's, yeah, that should that. be how we measure all pop culture from now on. It's like, is you this need time, time you back? could have held your flesh and blood in your arms and, and told them you love them. Right. <laughs> nah, I'd rather watch infinity war a 10th time. Right. Uh, that's wonderful. Alone. But yeah, that's that's what I did. That and I watched the Rush Hour movies. Okay. Um, nice. One, two, and three. I think I remember seeing a rumor that a fourth one should be coming out soon. I'd be okay with it. Like I I'd totally be okay with four it. or five, I guess. Yeah, I'd that totally rumor was originated it. by the utter bankruptcy of Hollywood to come up with new ideas. It's like, well, yeah, what thirty-year-old franchise can we resurrect now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good franchise. Yeah, I, you know, it's like I don't think Jackie Chan needs any more money, but Chris Tucker probably does. So they would they would do another one. Shout He's out not still Tucker. cashing those Fifth Element royalty checks. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. <laughs> By the way, fans, if you haven't heard that episode, please go back and listen to it. It's a wonderful episode. Bashing. So speaking Fifth of the fans, bashing. I have questions from the fans. They've got, got questions. We've got answers. Again, Brian, I'm not sure if we can we can say that or not if if the company doesn't exist anymore. So uh, we'll, 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 we'll work that out later. Anyways, uh, question number one coming out from Ash's Comic Dash. Shout out to Ash. If you could meet up with one YouTube content creator in real life, who would you choose? I know who I would pick. I'm pretty sure I know who Trey would pick. I'm curious, Brian, who... Uh, Who's going to be yours? And I, I, I can go first. I can give you a little bit of time to think about it, mull it over a little bit. Oh, no, I've got mine. Shoot. The guys that do Red Letter Media, they do the Plinkett review of Star Wars and some other movies, nice. and they do a, a show called Half in the Bag. They're just whip smart, and I really, every time I watch their movie reviews, I, I get a great insight into the nuance of filmmaking and the production aspects of it things that are completely oblivious like i'm completely oblivious to 
they they see it it's it's like they look out and they see the matrix i just think they're very insightful watching the plinker reviews of the star wars movies it's like watching three hours of oh my god that's why they suck and it's very enlightening so i would i would want to hang out with those guys and drink beer and, and they just seem like cool cool cats is that the same guys that do like honest trailers and movie sins Different guys. They they actually okay. tease the honest trailers uh, folks a lot because okay. they became very um, very much beholden to the Hollywood stuff they were riffing on. Whereas Red Letter Media, like they're a bunch of like, you know, they live in like Milwaukee or whatever, and they just don't give a shit. They're like, no one from Hollywood wants to talk to us, so fuck them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd get a beer with those guys. What about y'all? Trey, who's your pick? YouTube content creator. You know what? I'd probably like to go hang out and like eat some weird stuff and do some weird things with either Binging with Babish. Yeah. That's, that's who I 100% thought you were uh, going to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Andrew Ray. Raya. Raya. Something like that. Um yeah, I'd like to go hang out with him and drink a glass of scotch and make some weird shit up in the kitchen. Um, and his voice, this voice is so smoothing, soothing. So like, yeah. And smoothing. And smoothing. Smoothing and soothing. Um, yeah, he's one of my favorites uh, and has been for quite a while. Um, but also like to go hang out and chill and like play their stupid games with Rhett and Link and on Good Mythical Morning. They would be mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. It would be fun to go hang out with and like play their stupid games and eat weird shit. <laughs> Good picks, Trey. Irvin, what about you? Who's your YouTube crush? Wait, is that what we're talking about? Pretty I much. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. We'll go with that. YouTube crush. For me, it's gonna be uh first we feast, Sean Evans. I just want to eat some some wings and talk with you know people. And I still think we need to do that. Like I want to order yeah, but we the wings do, for us. We, we, we can put it some... on ribs or like no. We could do something else. Ooh, we could go. We could go uh, take Brian to uh, get tacos at uh, Del Sol. Del Sol uh, down there, yeah. Only, only green sauce tacos. Only green sauce. Okay, just bad. Here's my pitch, guys, for our segment. Whatever it is, hot sauce and ribs or whatever, but that equivalent, and we make fan fiction. (laughs) Like as we're as we're going along. Yeah, yeah. So, and we'll like, we'll like pass it off. So, like, I'll start and I'll be like, okay, Wanda leaves, whatever that place was called, who cares? She leaves to go study witchcraft. And then she meets up with her new best friend, Bella Swan from the Twilight universe. Dun, dun, dun. Why does fan fiction always come back to Twilight? Always. No. I just feel like it's it's so it's such an empty universe That's and ex- all the characters are <laughs> like cardboard cutouts that Fair. you can just play Nailed with it. them and like no one's gonna be like Bella would never do that because you know nothing about Bella. Okay. So that's that's my pitch is we do fanfic and hot ribs. Hot tacos. Hot tacos. We gotta hot do sauces. Talks. We gotta hot do tacos. Oh god, hot I just <laughs> made it up. Ooh, hot tacos. <laughs> With hot talks. No, just hot talks. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry to try to add on the fucking flavor to your shit. Okay, I'll just go fuck myself real quick. But stay on video when you do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that um, 
No, let's switch. Uh, let's switch to the next question that we have here. This is a pretty good one, and I forgot who asked this question. So it's either going to be Sensible Comics, V Comics, um, who else? Swagger Comics and J Paz, Juan Paz. Shout out to all those folks. Um, I yeah, mixed just, up all, all of y'all's you questions. got a shout out. One of you asked a question, but all of you get the shout out. No, no, no. That there's there's more than one question. So this question, let's make it quick. Uh, who do you think will be the first mutant or mutants to be introduced into the MCU? We were just talking about mutants. So I personally think it's going to be Deadpool just because they've already announced Ryan Reynolds is going to be there. So I think that may be the easiest transition for them, but I don't know. Who, who knows what Feige has in mind? Uh, my bet is going to be a conservative one. I think they're going to probably introduce the original X-Men team from the first introduction of them. I don't remember who it is. I know it's Iceman and like four other people, maybe Iceman Beast. Iceman yeah. Beast without hair. Cyclops, Jean Grey. Uh, is yeah. it Warren Worthington the third? AKA yeah, I think Angel was Angel. one of the originals. And, and that's Warren or is it William? I always forget that. I know it's a Doug. Uh, I want to say it's, it's just like rich white guy name. No. It's Ben Affleck is the name of White, you Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> So that that'd be my pick for who they are. It's going to be whatever the original X-Men like team up was. I think they probably won't. It'll be kind of the way that they didn't introduce Uncle Ben in the Spider-Man movies. Like they just say Mag or Magneto and Professor X are out there. We don't care about them right now. We're just going to focus on this new team of mutants who are probably going to be uh, probably out of high school, kind of more like 20s. They'll be kind of like generally adults the way that um all the the marvel not tony stark characters are so that would be my pick um and then they'll kind of build it off of there and then you'll probably have the occasional deadpool cameo that pops in it's like oh, where's wolverine and they probably i would say they probably won't cast wolverine just because that would that's going to be a very dare it's like casting batman like that's one where you're going to get shit no matter who you cast because it's not Hugh Jackman. That's going to be a tough, tough. Unless to Hugh Jackman, I mean, getting that Disney money. He's done, dude. He, the yeah, the workouts. Know. I mean, I, it's true. He, he did. I remember an interview where he said he the only way he would consider coming back is if X-Men were to go into the uh, Marvel Universe. There you go. But this was like way before he had retired. So. Right be way before Logan, basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's also his big thing. He's like, I want that as like my legacy for that character. It's a great it's a great send-off. Like it's it's yeah. perfect, you know? Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. That's in on, in on a high note with hit on exactly. in on a high note in a career with a full of low notes. Yeah. 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 And, and and I don't necessarily think that means that they won't bring him back for a cameo, but they're not going to bring <laughs> back Hugh Jackman's character of Wolverine. And so they right. might like I said, he might pop up in a in a Deadpool cameo or a Deadpool movie, but you're they're going to want to cast a a newer younger guy because i mean think about it they're not worried about the next movie they're not worried about the next decade of movies and so they want to mm -hmm. eventually try and bottle that lightning again right Wait, what are we talking mm -hmm. about what mutant's going to be first introduced into the mcu and i think it's actually going to be like from the original crew right big name original crew but i think it's going to be like a professor xavier and starting think, it yeah. off like that way because Madripoor is the main reason that I think that. Um, which Madripoor's is, big. Madripoor's that was like a huge big, name drop. Mm -hmm. You haven't gotten there, Brian. 
you will you'll get there and talking to winter soldier and it's it's just a location it's not really a like a it doesn't give away a plot point but um it is a location that is within falcon and winter soldier that is known for the x-men to have hung out there mm. most notably professor xavier and magneto uh hunt. but you also had patch that was there speaking of wolverine patch you know had a good amount of time there that was one of uh wolverine's aliases i think i think it's going to be yeah i think it's going to be a big name but more than likely it's going to be a deadpool cameo and probably associated and it would make sense if they associated it with spider-man the only thing is is that tom holland's pretty young you know he's he's young a young spider-man whereas you know they were about the same age when there used to be crossovers between it was like an adult peter parker and an adult wade wilson yeah but that's my guess either deadpool or x yeah no that's good that's good i dig it so final question here this is coming from singapore we have a fan out in singapore good old andy tran uh shout out to andy tran so hardest boss you've ever had to defeat in a video game depression probably no in a in a video game yeah i, I think that sometimes video games cause me to feel depressed no no um <laughs> that's a good question Probably Sephiroth from Kingdom Hearts. I still have never beaten him, and I never will, and it's, I never want to go back. Don't. <laughs> don't waste your life. <laughs> don't That's, throw it away. Don't throw it away. That's a good one. But hang on. I got I to gotta look this one up because I got to remember the name. So, Irvin, go ahead with I'll, yours. I'll go with mine. Okay, so do y'all remember playing Nintendo 64 Ocarina, Zelda Ocarina of Time? Yes, so, I do remember that thing. Of course. That, it's, it's one of the most epic games of all time, right? I love that game. I still have it. I still have my 64. There is fucking go through all the (laughs) exactly. I wish I I need to set it up and like have it, but I have so much chaos right now. But anyways, the water level, there was a glitch in the game that if you didn't do a specific set of like go down in the water and blah, 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 whatever. But if you did the other thing, like if you accidentally did the other thing, you could literally not move forward from that point and so i did the thing where you messed up and i got to that point and i restarted twice so i restarted once messed up or i started once messed up restarted again got to the same point did the same thing again and just was like no i'm done with this so i never actually beat that game because i kept glitching at the same spot and i was so annoyed by it so it wasn't even a boss it was just a a stage in that water temple yeah, so your your greatest boss is a puzzle meant for children. Okay, gotcha. Trey, what's yours? Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you, Irvin. Sega Saturn had a game called... What? You played a Sega Saturn? Hell yeah, you I did. One of the three people who did that. I ha- I still have it. Genesis, um, where was that, brother? What's that? The Sega Genesis afterwards? Genesis no, Genesis came first. Saturn... Yeah. Saturn was the like Super Nintendo version, right? No, Saturn was the N64. That okay, it was 64 bit, uh, but it had CDs. Um, so it was like a PlayStation, basically. Okay, um, wait, Clockwork Night 2 was the game, and there was a boss on that game which was. Paper Morphe, that was the name of it. It was a library level, oh, and the would get that's yeah, funny. and I would get stuck there, of course. 
Um, just reading. <laughs> library level. Rapdar game. That's how you beat that. And you get to this point to where it locks you into a screen and you have to fight a piece of paper. Now, the piece of paper, because it's called Paper Morphe, changes into three different things. There's a monkey, a like a leopard or like a cheetah, and then a bird. Mm. And so you had three different techniques that you had to do to play this thing. I think I beat it one time, one time, one time, you know, got past it. And then, of course, my save lost or whatever. So I just said, fuck it, done. Not doing that again. <laughs> kind of like you, like, yeah, got to a point. Maybe I don't, and I'm not even saying that, like, I'm saying maybe I got past it. Maybe I never did. And that's why I said, fuck it. I can't remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. But yeah, I still to this day remember that fucking boss. And like, I could play so fast getting up to that point, like, beat like three bosses. Boom. I was there. And then would lose every time. Yeah, man. Yeah, origami I feel you. kicked your ass, man. Origami kicked my ass. Origami kicked his ass. Read a book, right, do a report, get a book. Can I change my answer from whatever stupid one I had originally to Same. the boss in Tetris, which is the steady and persistent onslaught of time? Because I never, yes. I never beat Tetris. Time is ever your enemy. And it's kind of like real life that way. You can never go backwards. Always the positive light in, uh, in our conversations. Always just a ray of sunshine. Yeah. yeah. Sephiroth sucked, though. <laughs> but yeah, time, time is always the enemy. Well, perfect. Well, that caps off the questions. Thank you, guys, to, who, to those of you who submitted and gals. To those of y'all that submitted, we love answering these questions for you guys. And it can be anything. It can be a broad, broad range of topics. So send them in. We will get them on the show. We'll answer them to the best of our abilities. With that said, Trey, what are we chatting about today? What is the main topic? Vidya games. Vidya games? What about Vidya games? More importantly, arcade games. And which arcade Ooh. games are your favorite? Okay, do you mean games that we played in an arcade or games that are primarily... Because I, I didn't play a lot of arcade games growing up. I'm outing myself. I would say, I mean, okay, if you can remember... I'm, I'm sure you played an arcade game yes. somewhere at some point. So you have to have a memory of that. So I would say that, which one stands out the most? Because again, if you didn't play a lot, then you have a very small field to choose from. Because it's like, well, yeah, I love Street Fighter... And I played Street Fighter on, you know, all these consoles or whatever, like, or Mortal Kombat even, for that matter. I mean, it's like, yeah, but so did everybody. But the, I think that the, the crux of this question is, like, being out and about, putting quarters in a machine mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and playing with, you know, either your friends that are there with you or somebody that you just, like, run into at the, at the arcade or whatever primary establishment had the arcade. Because there was, like, a... There was a Mexican food restaurant near where I grew up that had Mortal Kombat in like a little room. Nice. Like a little playroom. So like parents could finish their margaritas and you would go back there and play Mortal Kombat. Okay. Okay. So, well, Irvin, let's start with you. What's your favorite arcade game? Now, question is, are we going just one, two? Are we, what are we doing here? One, one thing that I was go thinking of. Round Robin, multiple rounds. Yeah, multiple rounds. I mean, well, I don't think they're competing per se. Okay, um, just 
but that I think that uh, pick Virtua Fighter again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never. I never played that in arcade version because I don't think anybody else thought it was a good game, but me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> But it's still the best. That. But it's still the best, and it won. Like it won our contest, so it doesn't matter. Did not. Did it? Uh, did it? it, it totally did. It totally did. Trey, I don't think you hang on, Urban, with Urban, on Urban, play, it, play it back. Play it back. I think it's clearly heard me saying I win at the end of it. Is that the measure of success? <laughs> Absolutely. Why do you win? Because I win. Because I win. Trey, um, your self-esteem fills me with such joy. So I think that. I was going to do one because I, I mean, I definitely had a couple like, and, okay. and I can even, I can even start this one because it'll give you guys more time to kind of see where I, I was going. I, I know my two, but yeah, my one from, from being a kid um, and like fondly remembering it and playing it, at least having to play it every time that like we were around it. Right. Like that was the, that mm-hmm. was kind of the thing is cruising USA. Nice. Like, nice. It's, You know, they're cruising. Yeah, there are so many. There are so many. You know, fighting games, and you know, you're, you're thinking like what Metal Slug and, mm-hmm. and you get your Street Fighters and your Mortal Kombat's and stuff like that. All great games. All great games. Not not knocking any one of them. Um, you know, great arcade games. A lot of memories had there. But there's something about sitting in the chair you know barely reaching the pedals shifting through the gears and stuff like that and being able to double tap and wheelie but yeah just just going in like sitting down being able to actually sit in the chair press the pedals i think that was the cool part about it was the interaction which would you do get that from some of the shooting games too and you know those are a lot of fun but again cruising usa very iconic especially for like our age group definitely the best as like a childhood game right Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'll go that with my that and so i have an i have another one that i'll talk about it's kind of similar but it's not at the same time but i'll let you guys go with maybe your childhood or maybe you're just number one favorite or whatever i'll let you go we'll go like one round of everybody's first one and then we'll do another round the one i remember playing a lot and i'm also breaking the rules because i just don't remember playing that many arcade games was the I don't know if you guys remember, but like Windows 95 had the arcade collection and it had Snake and Missile Command and, you know, like Solitaire and shit like that. But didn't it also have the like pinball? Yes, it did have pinball. But I didn't didn't play pinball. That's that's the one I remember from that. Mm -hmm. The one game in the arcade collection that I probably played the most was Asteroid where you're a little triangle ship in a field of asteroids that are hurtling at you and you need to shoot them, break them down into smaller ones and eventually disappear them. And the longer the game goes on, the more asteroids, the faster they are, the more you shoot them, the smaller the bits get. And it just, it adds a lot of complexity to it. And you're able to 
go around the stage and avoid them and and go from one end of the screen to the other. I just played a hell of a lot of that game and I never got any better. I always died within like two rounds, but I still tried at it a lot. And uh, that's, that's probably like, I ate up so much of my time playing that game on my little console, or I guess my little, you know, windows 95 from a hundred years ago. That was, that was a lot of fun. That was my favorite arcade game. But so, okay, so that's fair because it is based off of an arcade game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a a real arcade game. Exactly. But I I, just played it in a different version. I don't think I've ever played Asteroid or is it Asteroids? I don't think I've ever played it at an arcade. I mean, I don't even know where you would find it now. Like, even when we were young, that was already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on its way out. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because they were always making way for the new stuff, like the alien and terminator shooters that that's see that's the thing is my my memory of a lot of the arcade games that i saw and i would play growing up were the rail shooters where you know it's like you you've got a gun and you shoot at a bunch of terminators or aliens or whatever fake terrorists pop up on screen yeah yeah, it's generic bad guys for the the lower rent ones the ones that weren't licensed and they were all very samey and uh, even as a kid, I remember getting the sense that you're feeding quarters just to progress down the level. And I just, I didn't enjoy that because it didn't feel like there was any skill involved. Not that I'm a skilled player in any, by any stretch, but I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that the alien would like explode my chest and I had 10 seconds to resurrect myself with a quarter like that. I was like, ugh. I'm just dead. The alien aided me. So on that note, I'll segue into one of my choices here. And it was a shooter game, but it was the best shooter game. And it's kind of a combination of what you just said, right? It's mm-hmm. You remember it. You felt like it was generic. Trace pick had a pedal. This game had a pedal. I'm talking about time crisis. I was gonna, yeah, I knew you were gonna say time crisis. Yes. Yeah. Time crisis two specifically. One was was pretty good, but two, I remember that vividly in my mind, and that's the one that had the the gun that like cocked. Yeah. And so, I remember I would be able to spam like if you held the gun a certain way, like if you use both of your hands, like you could spam it and get it to like shoot really fast. And so I remember learning that technique and doing that, and I would play that with. Uh, with my cousin, we would get through the stages. Yes, we had to throw in quarters, you know, mm-hmm. whenever it got really, really hard. But for the most part, we did uh, we did pretty good, and we were able to get through the game on like let's say three or four bucks or something like that. Whatever, whatever money, nothing crazy. But uh, that was mine, man. Okay, okay. So shout I think- out to Robert, by the way. <laughs> you know, again, that's a childhood memory, right? That's a that's like when I was littler and was, you know, able to move the chair up and to touch the pedals and, you know, trying to shift through the gears and not being very good at it, but always putting it on manual because I, I ain't no chump. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so cruising USA, yeah, that's definitely like the throwback one, but the one that stands out that 
like even as I got older and both Austin and I liked it a whole bunch that we ended up buying this game after playing the arcade version and buying it on N64 and it was Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder is another racing game, but it's a boat racing game. And so you can pick, you know, like there are all these outlandish like speed boats, you know, and it's an outlandish game in that like you're, you're hitting jumps and like going under volcanoes and like, you know, depending on the level or whatever. And you had, but you had a steering wheel. It was a sit down game. You had a steering wheel and then you had the throttle off to the right side so you pulled back to slow down and then pushed forward to get you know to go faster like so like an actual boat throttle and so again it, you know the tactile motion of being able to control the speed of the boat with you know your right hand and then it had a boost button so it like had a little little toggle on the on the little nos a little, mm-hmm. yeah a little nos is exactly what it was it felt real it felt real but the mechanics of the game in, you know, we're cruising USA. <laughs> you just press the gas and go and hit the walls and do all your shit, you know, like just whatever, which most racing games, especially like the Mario carts and stuff like that. You Midnight know, you, club. Yeah. You just, just go and run into mm-hmm. as many things as you want to. And you still may will finish. Okay. This one, actually you had to, you couldn't run into the, I mean, you could run into the walls and you get away with it sometimes, but a lot of times you would just stop dead. And you would have to like turn and like, it was just not a, it was not a good thing to touch the walls in this one. So you would try and cut it and slow down and speed up and then hit your boost at the right time. And so like, you could kind of drift the boat, like again, the mechanics of like driving on water or racing on water were really neat. And again, Mm -hmm. this is something that came out later. Um, This wasn't available like when we were younger, Um, you know, something maybe, junior high maybe even high school and like so i remember playing it but again enjoying it so much in an arcade that we bought a copy that they happen to have for n64 and so i guess whatever whatever time frame that is when wherever we had an n64 that that puts it that date that's what i thought was cool that was my so that's my second choice so again i have two racers out of all of the <laughs> out of all the arcade games that have always been around i have two racers on here um which i thought was kind of funny but um it was just different and, and they're and fun i, I mean, like the I like usa the is, is a classic blows in your hair and everything that's all cool you know i don't that the one that i played the other day and i had quaid on my lap and when you get going 
and you're driving it, it has fans in the front and it blows in your hair. And I was like, <laughs> this is so unnecessary, but I like it. <laughs> One more way to give you the experience. Of yeah, it's, it's, it's totally the experience. And that, I think that's what you get from an arcade game that you don't get or what you can get from an arcade that you don't get like with a, just an at-home console or like something that's mm-hmm. ported onto an at-home console is the without spending bukus of money buying your own steering wheel and your own pedal setup and your own chair and your own fan and things car like that. at that point. <laughs> right. Just go out and go racing. But wasn't that the really cool thing about the Nintendo Wii when it came out was that it got you off the couch and you were actually throwing the bowling ball or you were swinging the, <clears throat> the, the tennis racket, right? Like Wii it, sports box. Yeah. Like I, that to me, those memories are really great from the like i've played a thousand hours of video games sitting on the couch but the the times where we were like yelling at each other and like throwing wiimotes and shit like that sticks out yeah because of that physical experience no i mean i have videos of my wife and my parents doing the what is it the it's not joust it's like the the dueling where you mm-hmm. like have the sword or whatever. And like, I'm taking mm-hmm. a video behind them and they're just doing like this crazy moves. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is blackmail material. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. Boom. But they enjoyed it too. Mm-hmm. So Brian, what's your second pick? I know you're not an arcade guy, but what's an actual arcade game that you played? I don't even want to know what your favorite is. I want to know something that you played. I... I think it's going to have to be that stupid Terminator rail shooter. No, no, no. Okay, it was like that. It's a rail shooter. And so the the premise is you've got the the gun and there are really bad actors who did this. The not It wasn't motion capture. It's literally just like inserts of a live action person inside of a cartoon universe. And you're supposed to shoot a bunch of guys with guns and terrorists. And like, that's what it was. I can't remember the name of it, but... I, it was like a big gun too, right? Like I, yeah, I, yeah it was I, well, it was big for a child, so yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, felt massive. And you shot off the screen to reload. That was probably a common mechanic. I can't remember the name of it, but it's on the tip of my tongue. That was probably it because that game was in every arcade that I've ever gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> probably because it sucked. Uh, there was no one in line, so I was able to get into it. <laughs> and you know it was a nice little cathartic you you get to lob a grenade every once in a while and wipe all the bad guys off on stage if you accidentally shoot one of the hostages uh that's not great it takes points off i think you maybe die after uh, shooting enough hostages which obviously because i was just not that competitive i'd eventually always shoot the hostages and i, I was taking the lesson from speed so there was some moral reason for that so yeah whatever unnamed rail shooter game shout out unnamed uh, rail shooter game Irvin, what's yours what's your second pick second pick is a classic game uh do y'all remember the arcade area and y- y'all boys were out from the um the woods from the podunk so y'all probably don't maybe maybe i'll do maybe y'all don't there was a place in town called off of 59 it was called celebration station yeah of course so you, did you go there 
No, I went to Dave and Buster's, which was the Podunk uh, like woodsman one that we went to. Okay, fair enough. That ended up becoming like the adult version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny enough. I think it's still around. Trey, did you ever go to Celebration Station? Yes. Yes, right. I did. For somebody, yeah, probably like a birthday, birthday party. Or somebody, yeah, yeah, exactly. So this was the most, I don't know how this place went under, but it had putt-putt. It had uh, water, like bumper water cars. And then it had also regular, just like bumper cars. On top of that, inside, it had a play area for like little, little kids and like a pizza area. And then you had the arcade. So this was like an epic place to go to. The one game that I loved going and playing, it was me. And I usually had like my crew of cousins that we would go, but it was me and my cousin Robert for sure. And then probably like two smaller cousins. And we would go and we would play X-Men, the arcade game. Oh, yeah. It's a great one, right? And it was a six-person like game. Like that was the most. Like usually arcade games were four. This one had six. And I always chose Nightcrawler as the character because he had the best power in my in my opinion in the game. Because basically he would just go around and kill every kill what kill the entire screen. Like anybody who was there, any villain, he would wipe them out. So like in, in dire situations when like people's powers are running low and stuff, I was the clutch guy. I would hit my boost power, wipe everything out and push us forward a little bit and let everybody recharge mm-hmm. their powers. So that was that was my classic arcade game that, that I remember growing up and playing. So was it just called X-Men the arcade game? I believe so. I think it was just called X-Men. I looked it up too because I was like, I don't remember. It came out in 92 and it just says X-Men. It just says X-Men. Six player arcade. Yeah. Um, you can you can own one too for forty eight hundred dollars. No, forty eight hundred. Forty eight hundred. I won't like that much. To do with my money, exactly. <laughs> but if you do it on eBay, two hundred and thirty one dollars for twenty four months with PayPal credit. <laughs> oh well, that that's that makes more sense. But honestly, I'd rather spend that money watching um, New Mutants a bunch and then wasting the time. <laughs> right. With that stellar recommendation. No, but I totally, I mean, yeah, I totally remember this game. Side-scroller, X-Men. It was a great game. It was Very a great cool. game. Lots of good memories on that one. I could still, it's funny. So I can still remember where it was located. Whenever you walked in, play area was to the left, food, all that, right? And then you went to the right, and then it dipped down. And then it was like the sixth or seventh one. And it, I mean, there was dozens of arcade games, but I still remember where it was placed. About hmm. two steps down and then right, right towards the middle. Do you remember having to wait in line for the arcade games? Not at Celebration Station because it was so massive. Like, yes and no. I think, um, like you said, the cool ones. So like the, the more popular ones, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you may would have to wait in... So I remember going to places like Celebration Station, right? Or 
Chuck E. Cheese to an extent. They had more of the ticket they games. Some, they didn't yeah. have a whole lot of the like traditional arcade video games that we're talking about, but they had some. I uh, think it's just an age thing at that point. Yeah. And then uh but the like I said, the the Mexican food restaurant, like the random Mexican food restaurant that had an arcade set up in the back, which is like a couple of machines. And then um the skating rink, like along the wall at the skating rink, they had a pretty like decent sized selection for, you know, just for being like the secondary draw to this place. Yeah. I don't feel like they had many rail shooters because I think they would take up too much room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but they did. I mean, but again, they had a cruising USA and a hydro thunder, which massive. Th- those are, those are massive. Well, people loved those crowds. Just oh, always yeah. come to them. Oh yeah. So that was the, those were the two, like as a kid kind of growing up and again, you know, one was younger, younger one was, you know, a little bit older. Um, where I was older enough that I could participate and play games and do fairly well, like not running into the walls and stuff. So like actually getting some skill together. The last one is a full grown adult that I have. And you guys may not have another one, but this is the last one. I have to mention it because of the countless, the countless, countless hours that I've spent playing this game and who knows how many, dollars because this is not a quarters game anymore this is dollars that you had to put into this game golden tea mm-hmm. yes yes okay yep. i remember playing that at uh at the house back in the day yep had it at the we had it at the fraternity house one of the restaurants i worked at worked at in college had it yep yep and we used to play just all the time a lot of the bars that we hung out at had it um, the restaurant next door to the restaurant that I worked at had like four of them in the same room. You can still find them. I, I don't think they're as popular as they were once. Like, I think it was more right when we were in college. So, yeah. Early. I bet Kung Fu in Houston probably still has it because they have they have much every arcade. Yeah, yeah, they have every. Well, not every arcade, but they have a bunch. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you'll find like kind of a just a lonesome machine like hanging out and i forgot the year the because it's a it's a annual thing that they come out with the new um you know updated graphics and courses and different color shirts that the players can wear and stuff and it's like supposedly stuff yeah like it it connects to the internet and you can like create an account and every time you plug your credit card in it like fires up your account and you like i mean it's like high tech now it, yeah ours i think had that capability but we never hooked it up you know at the restaurant I was, we didn't give a shit um and it was like four years out of date by the time that i even started working <laughs> yeah. there um so yeah i mean I, I don't remember the year that we played but it was old and then i, I would go to a bar that like they actually like people actually cared and like spent way more money than I did. And I felt like I spent a lot of money on that game and you know, they had like the crazy funky hat and like shorts instead of pants and like knew the courses, like, like the back of their hand and stuff like that. Anyway, golden tea, golden tea, a lot of good times. A lot of good times. I, I, I haven't found a golf game that's better than that one. There's not one that's more fun. Fair. 
my third and final is not a game I've ever played. It's a game I've always desperately wanted to play in the arcade. Have you guys seen a little, it's an indie movie. Not many folks have seen it called Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Haven't heard of it. Come with me if you want to live. Well, in that movie, a young John Connor played by Eddie Furlong is in an arcade early on. And he's hanging out with his red-haired friend, who's Budnick, I guess, from Salute Your Shorts. Wait, have we talked about this before? I'm having deja vu. We've anyway, talked about him, but what? I don't think we've talked about the game, maybe. In the movie, when the T-1000 is trying to child abduct and then murder John Connor, he, John Connor is inside of this, I, I don't know what kind of game it is, but it's... The, the setup, the console is like a, a disc or a, not a disc, a, I guess like a ring that you sit inside and it kind of rotates left to right and up and down. And it looks like a shooter or some kind of military type game. I have no idea what it is, but I've always, always wanted to play it. It looks so cool. Just again, it goes back to what Trey was talking about with his two racing games. It looks like a game that is much more immersive than simply sitting there and pushing buttons. You are literally rotating forward and then side to side to, I don't know, it, it, that could be a golf game for all I know. But whatever imaginary, possibly made up arcade game that was, I want to go back in time and play it in the distant past of like 1992. As a arcade aficionado, as a, as a learned you know, person that's been through several courses of arcade, I've never seen a game like that. The closest thing that I can think of is the uh, there's a Star Wars game that was similar to that, where you mm. had the the stick or maybe the uh, the fighter pilot ones. But that one, it was never like you're laying down. It was you're always upright and like it kind of like tilts a little bit. Well, yeah, you're so it looks like you're sitting down in a cockpit, and I probably didn't describe it very well. Like again, it's like you're sitting in, um, like I said, it's like it's like a ring that loops in front of you and behind you and so you sit inside the ring um trey I'm, I'm sure you're looking it up right now have you been able to find out what it is no the only one that i'm like because of course you type in terminator 2 arcade game and of course it's there's a t2 arcade game and so like, yeah, that, that's what comes up but like the one that i'm looking at that kind of is expensive kind of explained by like where like there's a front and the back to it and you have like a joystick in the middle is like a halo game fire team raven i don't know what that is but it's like a there's, deluxe a, there's a bunch of them like what he's describing i can picture it in my mind and there's several games that are like that yeah well so the do you remember what was the name of that fucking movie uh with I, found Sinbad. It. I found it oh you did what it's is called it? afterburner and it looks like a fighter jet game but then when you do type in what i'm googling this what game was john connor playing they they made him playing missile command which i think is just like a an in joke for what the terminator universe is about yeah okay i see it yeah so yeah that are that that halo arcade game that i found first is very similar looks very similar to this mm -hmm. the one that i was thinking about that and and it is one that i've played but only once first kid so first kid sinbad is a secret service agent 
that can either get somebody shot or somebody killed or whatever. And then he gets assigned to the president's son. Who's like, Oh wait, I kind of remember this. An early, like early high school or like late middle school, whatever. Anyway. So there's this guy plotting to kidnap the first kid and Sinbad of course doesn't know about it or whatever. So they go to this mall and the kid is playing an arcade game in the mall. And do you remember those red VR helmets that you would have to pull down and put over your head? Like that shit ain't going to fly in COVID anymore, but like you'd put it over your head and then like you would turn your body around because it was like kind of on its arm and you would shoot like tanks or whatever it was with the triggers on the, on the handles as you pulled like that helmet over your head. I played one of those cause I thought it was really cool. And I saw it at like at an arcade after watching that movie. And I was like, God, that looks awesome. Like, you know, he's like really living it up. This looks awesome. Let's do this. I tried one and I'm not a tall guy, but in like 1996, I was very not tall. <laughs> and so I, like I was kind of hanging off the ground a little bit <laughs> trying to shoot this thing and it tilts up down left right like you can spin it 360 whatever as you walk mm-hmm. around on your feet it made me so sick <laughs> it made me so sick because it's like you're trying to focus on this stuff that's like and it's like vector graphics like it's not anything yeah. spectacular and so you're like trying to blow up a tank like way off in the distance or whatever. So your eyes are focusing out there and then you turn too fast and then it like all disappears and it's like, oh yeah. Ugh. No, thank you. That's so funny. Never again. But so I did get to play the game that I saw in a movie. That's pretty cool. That I thought was cool. Yeah. But it was not not what I wanted it to be. So so don't ever play that game because it won't be what you think <laughs> it's gonna be. Don't don't ruin the dream. Yeah, just let it let it live in the want part of your brain, not the regret. Okay, yeah. good advice. For I was gonna finish off with uh, with a specific game that I played over and over and over again. It was uh, Tekken. I played all the Tekkens for a long time. Great tournament stuff. Eddie Gordo and Jin Kazama, those were my guys. But as we were talking, something popped in my mind for a game that I know both of you guys will have wanted to play or maybe you did play star wars pod racing hell yeah i played that i played the shit out of that it's one of them one because of the places you were in the pod race running. like it was like it was it was annie's pod and mm-hmm. you get in there and you're controlling the levers uh because you control the uh the two engines or whatever it was right on on each side mm-hmm. and then like the way you angled like it, i remember that was a fun game the, the mechanics were a little bit different, and so it made it fun. Did they squander that the opportunity to have an unlockable character for a racer that would be Darth Vader? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great pod racer character? Oh, that'd have been amazing. You just like spin out every time, like you get one wing broken off, and then you just go uh, ah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the rest of the race, but. You could also force choke Sebulba when you're racing. Fuck that guy. And that would be Chef What Kiss. a dick. Sebulba was such a dick. <laughs> Fuck that nah, guy. Nah, dude, he was just like, he was in the zone. Like, he was a competitor, and he didn't want some punk kid 
who had magical Jesus powers <laughs> to come out. And I'm trying to think of like, okay, it'd be like if Lance Armstrong was like competing and then some like punk kid was like, oh, I'm going to do the Tour de France. It's like, shut up, kid. Get, get your little Schwinn bicycle out of here. My bicycle costs $40,000. That's when you loosen a bolt on his chain. Make sure he doesn't finish the race. Make sure he dies. Well, yeah, because like, honestly, so Bubba was probably looking out for him. He's like, dude, this kid's not, this like, this is not a race for kids. Like, this is a race for like grown people. Like, I'm an alien who was bred by other aliens just to do pod racing on Tatooine. You're just a little human that doesn't even have a dad. I have now thought of a new segment for us, and it's centered around Brian coming up and defending clearly terrible <laughs> humans defensible events. And so I want you to defend Darth Vader real quick. Like Darth Vader, no, Darth Vader, he he, he redeems himself. So he early, early Darth Vader. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Someone actually asked me, I think it was on uh, May the 4th, someone asked me is Darth Vader a good leader? And I was like, hell no, he's not. Darth Vader is a terrible leader because you think about when you see him in the original trilogy, he is the lackey to Grand Moff Tarkin. Not a good leader at all. Is he a good leader in the Empire or Return of the Jedi? Of course not, because what's the first thing you see him do? He chokes out his subordinates, which is not good leadership. You let you let your people underneath you learn and grow and make occasional non-fatal mistakes. Them coming out of hyperspace too early was not the reason they didn't capture Luke or the rebels that day. Whole the force and Obi-Wan was what allowed them to escape. What else? Uh, then he demonstrates that he's still the emperor's lackey. So you think that finally grandma Tarkin, boo, he got blowed up on the death star. He can be his own man now. No, he's still a lackey to the emperor. And then you think about, was he a good leader in the end when he got redeemed? No, because he betrayed his boss. That is not what you want in an employee or, uh, and that's truly pretty typical of the Sith, as we know, but uh, that's not, that's not great to demonstrate to your subordinates is you're like, man, one day I'm going to get choked. And if I do raise up in the ranks, I'm going to get like thrown into the Death Star core and blow it up. No, I don't want that in my life. And then obviously you can find a thousand ways that Anakin was a terrible leader. Uh, what his only like Padawan learner goes off to some like poison planet and uses really dope white lightsabers. Okay. That was his only redeeming quality. How's okay. But in, in Darth Vader's defense, um, I guess he demonstrates he's a great foil for uh, Han Solo's like casual leadership of just like, just getting it. He's a general by the end of that trilogy. How did that happen? He was frozen oh, did, in carbonite. He, he was he was a smuggler, and then he became a general. General yeah. Solo. Were they were, were the rebels that hard up for leadership and talent? Yeah, They're like, dude, you were there and did very little uh, at the Battle of Yavin. So uh, <laughs> you want, want a job? A yeah, you want a job? <laughs> you were uh, frozen in carbonite for about three years. You. Uh... <laughs> You want to lead a rebel attack squad? Yeah, I think uh, I think we might have a new segment here for the future. Okay, but so he was, I'll, I'll, we'll so, give you fair warning so you could prep for it. Yeah, cool. so there's cool, cool. so there's defensive Sebulba. Yeah. No. Well, cheater. Yeah, he was a cheater. 
if you ain't cheating, oh, yeah, yeah. you're trying. Well, trade close us out. Anybody else got any other arcade games they want to add into the mix? Nah. 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 I think that. I mean, we covered we, it. You know, we, we got, we talked with some good ones. Yeah. We talked about some good ones and not the typical ones, right? I think, yeah, yeah. You know, the part of the good job about that part of the arcade story, I think, is, is really who you're there with. And, and mm-hmm. then even if you're not there with anybody, like meeting up with somebody to like play Mortal Kombat with or, whatever whatever else is there uh yeah. and so yeah we didn't really touch on a lot of the fighting games and stuff like that but we've talked we've talked fighting games in the past and so you know again, yeah no this I was won. i think perfectly oh, perfectly fine. done well i think that's that's about it for this episode of nerd nostalgia podcast please give us five stars and like us and do all the things that you're supposed to do on wherever you listen to podcasts and ask yeah. us questions for us to answer. Oh yeah. More questions. Questions more are fun. questions. Questions are fun. Uh, yeah. I think we'll do three each time. I think uh, there's three of us, three questions. I feel like that's a uh, solid and, send, and a good, send and a good characters you'd like me to defend. Um, come up with characters. You'd yeah. like us to mash up in our, uh, uh, hot talks, hot <laughs> talks, such a great segment. <laughs> hot talks, and uh, yeah, if you got a birthday, we will wish you a happy birthday. And birthday. yeah, thanks for thanks for the questions today, Andy. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, Old Singapore boy. Oh, Singapore. Well, all right. I need another drink. I'm out. <sighs> Well, you heard Trey's drink clank and Brian's yawn, so you know it's time for us to head on out. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you on the next episode. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends.